Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. This week, we're continuing with the new series we started last week titled, Unearthing Bible Treasures. Bishop Clark utilizes John chapter 8, verses 27 through 32 as the foundation scripture for part one of the message, number two, infallible truth. Why should I know the truth? Why should I know the truth? Why should I know the truth? Thank you, Lord. Um, I love this passage. Uh, Jesus uh, is speaking uh, to his disciples, but also a larger crowd. They did not understand the things that he said. I would encourage you to read John chapter 8. Become a Bible student. Get into the word. I'm going to explain some things about it. That's going to help pique your interest so you can get back into the word of God. I want to thank you all for being uh, faithful to the word of God and, and remaining uh, consistent in it. If you want to grow spiritually, this is something you have to do. You can't expect to grow physically if you won't eat. And you can't uh, expect to grow spiritually if you won't dine on the word of God. And so the word is infallible and the word is true. But you must eat it, get it in you, ingest it so it can do what it's designed to do. Peels on your a nightstand they can stay there all day it won't fix the headache or the malady that's in you until you ingest the pill the word of god pop it in your mouth and it'll do something with your serious issue if you'll get it on the inside john chapter 8 and verse 27 they did not understand what jesus spoke like people uh, the word of God can come forth and you may not have a deeper understanding i love jesus because he wants us to go deeper than just hearing wants us to enter into a spot where we can ingest and understand. Then Jesus said to them, when you, when you lift up the Son of Man, in other words, when I'm crucified, certain things are going to take place. When I'm lifted up, certain things are going to take place. And when you learn how to go through your trial and die to the flesh, certain things will occur. He said, when I'm lifted up, <laughs> glory to God, when I'm Lifted up high, the Son of Man is lifted up. You will know that I'm He, and which remain, which means something will occur at the crucifixion and the resurrection that will open you up to understand some things that you can't understand now. We came along after the crucifixion and after the resurrection, so God has already provided the truth, and we need to be able to ingest it. And if you really get into the Word of God, there are things you will know about God, and it will make you free. And that I do not, uh, Jesus said, you'll know one thing about me. I do nothing of myself. In other words, when I teach you the word, it's nothing. I'm not trying to glorify myself. And when we teach the word, we shouldn't try to get the accolades and the hand claps of people. 
So we do nothing of ourselves, but as my father, he said, taught me, I speak these things to you. A good teacher will only teach what the scripture is saying and not try to put their personal flavor in it. And so verse 29 says, and oh, let me correct that. There's nothing wrong with a little style when you preach. There's nothing wrong with a little style now. I'm not saying you're not supposed to have a little style. God wants your personality to get in it, but don't twist the scriptures. There are people who twist it to make it say what God didn't intend for it to say. They know if they say a few things like God is going to bless you, he's going to turn it around in 24 hours. You're going to shout 24 hours. Everything's going to be over. People will give their tithe and their rent money. But we're not doing the rent money dance at church. We're not trying to get rent money from you. We're trying to teach the word of God so you can be set free. Amen. Look at verse 29. I love verse 29 here. And he who sent me is with me. Do you know who's with you? A lot of times we focus on who's not with us. Who didn't show up. The opposition. But God wants us to focus on who's with you. Do you know who's with you? If you know who's with you, you can face the foes. If you know who's with you, you won't allow depression to get you. If you know who's with you, you can lift up your eyes beyond the hills. The hills of opposition, the hills of obscurity, the hills that we all must climb. If you know who's with you, you can get over it. I believe the Father, Jesus said, is with me. Glory to God. The Father has not left me alone. I always do those things that please him. So he's letting you know the key of the presence of God. That is to do things that please God. You never have to worry about not feeling his presence. <laughs> so if you're not feeling his presence, say, Lord, where do I need to obey you a little bit more so I can feel you a little bit more? And he spoke these things. Look at this. As he spoke these words, many believed on him. Glory to God. Not like uh, verse uh, 32 I just have to read it again. I did all of that to get to verse 22. Jesus said to those Jews who believe, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. You shall know the truth. What is the truth? God and the execution of his purpose is the truth. You will know God and the execution of his purpose. You will know the truth. You will know God and the execution of his purpose. God is not sitting there with on, a, on, on, on a throne and just waiting on us to die so we can see his face. He is executing his purpose in your life. And God wants you to know the truth. He also wants you to know the person of his son. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to God but through me. So... We must understand to know the truth or God's execution of his purpose is also knowing Jesus and him crucified. There's something about the truth. The scripture said it makes one free. That it creates. It also builds. It constructs. It formulates. It makes free. It creates. It builds, it constructs, and formulates. Notice word is communication. Before there was a written word, there was a spoken word. Thank you, Lord. Before it was written, it was released and spoken or it was communicative. 
And when you deal with communication, what is the purpose of communication from God's perspective? It wasn't just to pass on information. His word created. Thank you, Lord. In its original form, the word is sent to create. And you need to know when you begin to speak God's word, things are created. That's why the enemy didn't want us to speak it. He just wants us to sit there and soak. But if you start speaking it, things start happening in your life. Thank you, Lord. The scripture is something about the truth. It makes, it creates, it builds, it constructs, it even formulates. Notice the word. The truth will make one free. And there's two ways of looking at freedom. Liberation, number one. Secondly, free of charge. So it liberates, but it also, it also takes away any type cost as it relates to you having to pay for anything. Thank you, God. Free of charge. Free of charge. And God wants you to know that he makes you free and you will know the truth or become intimate with the truth. And it will construct, it will create, it will build, it will formulate, it will make you free. It will liberate you, but also free you of all charges. You owe the enemy nothing. You owe your past life nothing. No devil can tell you you owe me nothing. You don't even have to pay for what you did in the world. Start standing under the blood of Jesus and let him wash you out. Anytime something happens to you, you don't have to say stuff like, you know, I did some stuff in the world. And I'm just getting the Bible does say you reap what you sow. I don't take any type harvest that I didn't sow a seed into. So if I see a harvest or some tears in my life, I refuse it. I send it back to the enemy. I'm not taking any harvest that I didn't sow a seed into. I never was rebellious and I'm not taking the harvest of rebellion. What I mean by that, I never sat up on the leader and tried to calculate how I'm going to hurt him. So anytime something like that happens to me, I send that back in the name of the Lord. And I honor my father. So anytime a child don't want to honor me, I never let that get to my soul. I send it back to the enemy. Thank you, God, because I didn't sow that kind of seed. Y'all understand? But even if you did, you don't have to take some things from the devil if you will appropriate the blood. Oh, help me, Jesus. A lot of these books and, 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 and messages on generational curses, you can break them all if you'll just get the blood on it. Thank you, Jesus. Just get the blood on it. You don't have to sell books and tapes about breaking curses. Just tell the devil you're done. Get lost. And you will know the truth. And what does it do? It makes you what? Free. Liberates and gets rid of all costs. Let's go deeper. The lack of understanding is common to everyone who's unborn again. Let me say again, the lack of understanding is common to everyone not born or unborn again. If you're unborn again of the spirit, the lack of understanding should be common to you. That which is common, that which is fleshly, that which is common, that which is ordinary, that which is common, that which is universal, that which is universal to people that are common. It's attractive to the flesh, but that's all it is, is common flesh. That which is common, fleshly, ordinary, universal, 
of a universal origin is all fleshly and it's common to men that are fleshly. Thank you, Lord. So I wouldn't expect a person that doesn't know God, that's unborn again, they're still locked, their spirit is dead because of trespasses and sins, and their soul is alive, which awakens their flesh. They can't understand the things of God. The Bible says they can't even discern it. How can they? So why am I getting upset that they don't understand? They're in their flesh. And that which is born of flesh, come on Nicodemus, that which is born of flesh is what? Flesh. But that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And those who are spirit beings or their spirit has been awakened through the blood of Jesus and faith in the finished work of Christ. Once that happens, something awakens in your spirit. Your spirit comes alive and your flesh is not dominating you anymore, nor your soul in charge of what happens in your body. Your spirit begins to soar and God begins to get the glory in your life. Notice what I'm saying because you got to get this. The lack of understanding is common to every man. Common to the unborn again of the spirit. It's fleshly and it's ordinary. People like that. A universal thought should be common to those who are unborn. They can't even understand the things of God. The Bible said a natural man it is hard for a natural man to conceive and to perceive the things of God because all he sees is natural things. Thank you, Lord. So how could he understand the spiritual things? Glory to God. And so I want to get this to you. It's common to man, but nature at times is hostile. Sometimes nature is animalistic. So why are we uh, falling out when we see animalistic behavior for those who are natural? Because nature is hostile. It's animalistic. It's like the lion that roars and tears. And so people who are natural will be like a lion roaring and tearing. And don't get it twisted. Anytime you step in your flesh, you step in that realm. Why do I need the word of God? Why is the word of God important? Well, it continues to put to death that natural side of me. It constantly keeps nature in its proper place. Nature at times is hostile or animalistic. It is even natural. And natural is common to man. But God is faithful. Thank you God. Hallelujah. I love that. God is faithful. No test. I love this passage. No test has taken you but such that is what? common to man but God is faithful so we all can stay there and preach that which is common to man flesh is common to man disagreement is common to man disunity is common to man confusion is of the devil it's common to man those who don't have the word of God on the inside to relegate how we function and how we flow you'll step into your animalistic appetites at any given time that you're challenged but when the word is in you and it's rich in you it will lift up a standard against the enemy when the enemy comes against you like a flood the spirit of God lifts up a standard against the enemy glory Thank you, God. So what is that standard? The standard is the word of God. Hallelujah. That's why when Michael is contending with Lucifer over the body of Moses, he did not come to him with a railing accusation, but he said, the Lord rebuked thee. Thank you, God. 
There's some things devil don't even, he don't even listen to. You can talk all day, take his name and throw it over your shoulder and spin and stomp your head on the devil. But he recognizes when the word is preached and he knows he will, he has to shift when you put the word on the situation. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I'm beginning to feel fine in here tonight. Ah, thank you, God. Feeling the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All I need is a witness. I feel it in my soul. I can preach all night long. I feel the Holy Ghost in my soul. Jesus. Hallelujah. Whew. So I found a passage of scripture that blew my mind out of Psalm 119. And 19. Should be on the screen. And the word of the Lord reads like this. I am a stranger. On earth. Do not hide your commands from me. That which is flesh is flesh. And while I'm in the flesh, hallelujah, I'm a stranger on this earth. It seems like the psalmist knew that he wasn't just born of the flesh. But there was a greater purpose for his life. Not just to go through from one year to the next and, and take what the devil is throwing at him. He knew that he's going through issues. But he said, I'm a stranger here. This is not my home. One day I must meet my maker. This place is unfamiliar to me. I'm a foreigner in this land. I'm an outsider in this land. I'm a visitor that's just passing through. I'm a stranger in this place on earth. But don't hide your word, which simply means I need your word to give luminosity to my path. Thank you, God. If I don't have word, there's no way that I can focus and get to my destination. Thank you, Lord. It says it like this in the Message Bible. I'm a stranger in these parts. It sounds a little Western to me. I'm a stranger in these parts. Well, I'm in Texas. I'm in Oklahoma right now. I'm just passing through. But I'm a stranger in these parts. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Look at the word here. I'm a stranger in these parts. Give me clear what? Direction. I don't know. All of it looks the same to me. Wilderness all around. But if I had clear direction, I can get through these places. What gives me the direction is the word of God. So if you find yourself being a stranger or an unfamiliar place, even in your family, you need a word that's going to help give you some direction. I'm trying to build a case here for the word of God because you got to get your beliefs right. You got to get your thinking right. We're resetting here in the ministry. So we want to make sure that we have the word of God under our feet. What's fertilizing you? It should be the word of God. What's breathing into you? It should be the word of God. What's empowering you to do what you need to do? It should be the word of God. Thank you, Lord. There are four particular neighborhoods that I would like to visit today neighborhoods or communities of thought uh, tonight that I want to pass through this block of instruction I like to deal with it tonight again neighborhoods of thought communities of thoughts that I would like to pass through as we go through this block of instruction I want you to think about your block or your street that you was raised on Put it in your mind. What's the name of it? Oh, somebody say Bonaire. 
Did you say Bon? Oh yeah, Jeff. All right. I was like Bonnie. Who's Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else want to give me your street number, street name? What now? Gainey Drive. Gainey. All right. Wonderful. Anybody else? Roosevelt. Is that it? Where is it? Where is it? Merritt Island. Roosevelt. All right. Lincoln Place. Wow, I like it. Happy Hill, it's a street. Happy Hill. What'd you say, Mama? What circle? Culver? Gober? Culvert. Colbert circle. All right, wonderful. Anybody else? Anybody from another planet? <laughs> Let me hear your street. <laughs> All right. What's the name of the street, sir? Wickers? Wickham? All right, Wickham Avenue. Wonderful. Good. Good. What about states? Mississippi. Tennessee. Kansas. Good. Delaware? Anybody else? What? Georgia. Good. Rainy night in Georgia. Come on. Give me another one. North Carolina, North Kakalaki, they used to call it. <laughs> North Carolina, be beautiful place. Anywhere else? Come on. That's right. Say it. Louisiana, Miss Lula Game. Virginia, I like it. Lord. West Virginia? Did you say West Virginia? Massachusetts, all right. Anywhere else? Michigan, good. Come on, Jamaica. Come on, Jamaica. Somebody said New York. New York. All right. I just met a wonderful man out of Queens, New York. Out of Queens. Anywhere else? What about Trinidad? <laughs> Where you got it, sir? 13th Street, good, good, 13th Street, I like it, Jamaicans don't like to say the, right, they're T, 13th Street, I like it, all right, anywhere else, what about Canada, anybody from Canada, well, we're speaking to Canadians, glory to God, I want you to start thinking about your block, this instruction is going to help you to start thinking about blocks of thought because your thoughts are shaped by your environment. Okay? So no wonder we have this, this that which is flesh is flesh, right? That which is flesh is flesh. So that wherever you're from, there are things that happen to you that happen on your street that may not have happened on my street or in my house. So we're going to come to the word of God with different vantage points. We need the word to help centralize us. To help induct us. To help centralize our thoughts. Activate us with the right purpose. Giving us the proper direction to do things. And there is a commonality among us. And some type of synergy when we move forward. So if you all join McDonald's. No matter where you came from. McDonald's is going to say okay where are you from? Okay where are you from? Okay where are you from? Okay from Trinidad to New York. 
But when you come here, we need to indoctrinate you on how to do the Big Mac. I don't need you bringing no special recipe. From your own vantage point and you're going to pour it in because I can just add a little, a, little, a little sauce on here and make it a little spicy and it'll really kick because that's what we did when we were back yonder. You got to make it the way McDonald's said they want it made. So no matter where you are, if you're in Tokyo, the McDonald's Big Mac tastes the same. This is what God is trying to do with all of us. That's why discipleship is so important. He's trying to get all of us from all of these different places to start thinking alike. Speaking the same thing so he can produce a product that's the same around the world. Holiness will be the same. Heaven is the same. Walking with Jesus is the same. Loving your neighbor is the same. Forgiveness is the same the wisdom of God is the same faith without works is dead faith it's the same around the world so we can centralize our thoughts and we're too busy trying to get people to go back to our street corners we want to go to churches that makes us feel comfortable with the Jesus we knew on our street when the whole world is shifting and God is trying to get you to walk with him now because the word was always designed to walk with you and talk with you and tell you that God is your own. No matter where you are around the world. When I went to Tokyo, I saw Japanese, but the Big Mac looked the same. And there's the Big Mac in Tokyo. And when I was in Israel, I saw it in Hebrew, but the Big Mac was the same. When I was riding along the Sinai Peninsula coming off of the Sinai, Mount Sinai, I saw a Coca-Cola uh, insignia on the street and it looked the same. It wasn't different or shifted in any way because those brands mean something. And that's what God is trying to do with us, brand us in his image and after his likeness. Did I explain it okay? In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 
32906, or you can email us at thewordoftruth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 1780. That's reference number 1780. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. I want to invite you to Truth Reveal International Ministries, uh, a place where we are in the business of saving souls. We strengthen families, we shape leadership, and we serve this generation. In coming to the church, I believe you're going to get a good, good worship experience. Your life will be transformed in the presence of God, but you're also going to get a word from God, a word that's going to impact your life for an eternal purpose. And I want to encourage you to come out and visit with us. We don't meet strangers. We just love on the people of God. A smile and a handshake, pressing palms and kissing our sons is what we do. We love you and I'd like to see you soon. Until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.